she speaks where my, same, where are my Sims fans at? <laughs> not here. Everyone uh, I've ever dated, but not not since me. the first <laughs> Sims game. The uh, the first family that is the only family that's just exists in the game is the Goths, um, and I think one of them is actually me, a Goth, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But um, interesting. Anyway. There, there you go. As far as doll nope. people, I've been thinking recently about <laughs> how Paul Dano and Zoe Kazan are really the, the say, perfect celebrity couple because they Dano? both look like dolls came to life. Uh, Dano. I don't know who Dano. either of these people are. Uh, he uh, is... Um, if you saw a picture of Paul Dano... I don't know. Like, oh, the Riddler guy. in The Batman. Dano. He was the older brother in... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I know Yeah, in Little Miss Sunshine. He's... Mm-hmm. He's the guy in There Will Be Blood. Yeah, Little Miss Sunshine is what I yeah. know from. Yeah, he gets fucking pin. brained by... He gets fucking hit over the head with a uh, bowling pin. Uh, yeah, but him, him and Zoe Kazan like both look like Cabbage Patch dolls and have been together forever. What the forever. fuck yeah. is wrong with you, Travis? Nothing. They're doll-looking He does people. look like a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> yeah. I agree. What the fuck is wrong with both <laughs> of Nothing. They, he looks like he should be like. cast to play like a child version of the kid for, or the guy from the... Um, from the I bear. saw uh, I saw a tweet <laughs> earlier today. What the fuck? That was talking about somebody saying that they have deep affection for Paul Dano, but nothing sexual. Like they look at them as if they were a childhood <laughs> friend that they've lost touch with, who they picked apples with in Papa's field. <laughs> he what brings that vibe for sure. He's so right. fucking good yeah. in the Fablemans. Can I say I did, I'm one of the people that was out on Michelle Williams in the Fablemans? Wow, you I don't, don't like, like that performance? Wow, you don't you don't like the most Freudian performance of the year, Travis? No. Mm. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You see that movie, and it makes perfect Freudian. sense. Everything about Steven Spielberg. <laughs> he just nod the whole time. I do not doubt that Michelle Williams is accurately portraying his mother, because I have seen uh, who he married after making uh, The Temple of Doom. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh-huh. Is that what that movie is about? It's just about Steven Spielberg. Oh, it is literally about growing up being Steven Spielberg. All the things in it are things that happen Dude, to Steven Spielberg. It is, except that he only got bullied by one kid in real life and not yeah. two. Like, it is also, as far as I know, the only thing he said that he's exaggerated. For yeah, there, were two, there, were, there was only one anti-Semitic bully and not two. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it is also one of the darkest films of the year. And anyone says who it's uh, uh, anyone who says it's about the magic of cinema made up their mind on that movie before they saw it because that is. Pointedly, not what that movie is about. Isn't every, every movie about the elements of it are about the... that? But mostly, no. It's the about elements about it that are about the magic Seth cinema Rogen. are more about like a man being like, "Why do I put a camera between me and every single moment of my life? <laughs> Was it worth it? No, I'm a monster." Yes, it's the magic of cinema. The dark, yeah. Again, See, it's, it's up just for the interpretation. Dark magic of cinema. You won't accept that this is a valid interpretation. <laughs> it's of magic the black cinema. magic of cinema. Sometimes it's magic with a K of cinema. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I accept that answer. You're right. It is, yeah, it is the black magic of cinema. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. How do we do this podcast? I literally... Earlier today, I was listening back to the ER episode to try and remind myself of how we do this like, podcast. Oh, where did we leave off? I'm going to start by saying, fuck you. I, when I hit Dude. play, seeing that the first episode was 48 minutes long, I almost mailed a fucking landmine to your house. Okay. Uh, being the length of a normal I cannot believe. Drive, I, was I cannot hard, believe. I cannot disagree. Um, 
Travis, you're a motherfucker. However, I did need to know about this show. I actually <laughs> right, needed. Right, exactly. I actually I mean, needed of course, to of course. know about this show. <laughs> I won't. Get that <laughs> I didn't need to watch it. I said it to Travis earlier. I won't get that hour and a half back ever again. I might not be mad, but I am frustrated. So, <laughs> aren't you glad that you learned about the trio? <laughs> under the gun. Randy Newman. He wrote five of the songs in the pilot. I Randy know. Newman did. Under he wrote the, the fucking first song, that like horrible "We Own These Streets" rap <laughs> song. Under Randy Newman streets. wrote that. So, that man has so, how many Oscars? Do you remember when he wrote that song? That's just like the trash, the trash, the trash, or whatever. The Toy Story Four one that he looked like he wanted to die when can he sang I, at the Oscars. Can I ask you? A se- yes, can, I ask you can I ask you all a question? And and I actually wrote this before they started rapping. In general. Is this when the you, part where I have to defend musicals already? <laughs> you don't have to defend anything. Musicals are bad. When you watch a show for this podcast, do you <laughs> do the research before or after you watch it usually? There's a, there's a very important third option that you're leaving Which out. While like, you're during? watching it? Never. Oh, yeah. I, I thought Matt's answer was I never do the research. <laughs> that, <there's laughs> also options, never, yeah. depending on the show, yeah. but... If it's absolutely bizarre like this, I always research it during. It's like eating the sandwich and reading. Because about I barbarianed this, uh, and my bar- <laughs> uh, and didn't look up anything. It's like cop rock. This could be anything, and I wa- and I watched it completely blind. And I watched a scene with a heroin den bust, and was like, "Wow, this show is dark and seems like it's going to have bad politics." And then the music also literally came dark because you watched it in 360p uh, on YouTube again. <laughs> the only it's better gritty. quality version that exists is 480p, and Travis would have had to spend eighteen dollars <laughs> to get the DVD from Shout Factory, and then I would have had to find a DV drive to to rip files. <laughs> so it's not like we're getting that much better quality. Hey, that one, well, that on 120p sounds nice. It's not, to be honest. Yeah, that 120p will do me a little bit better because I will go. Is that Armin? Sh- or I will go. Oh, that's Armin Shimmerman. Instead of going, is that Armin Shimmerman for a second? Just be like, I'm pretty sure that's the dude's landlord from the Big Lebowski. That is 100. Sure. I wondered if you noticed that isn't one. The, isn't the principal from Buffy in it? Um, yes, that's Armin Shimmerman. Yes. Okay, sorry. Uh, he was also Quark and Doctor Nefarious. I think I I think I got my own personal record for most screens that I watched two episodes on because I watched this on oh actually what? five. I started Wait, it on my what? I started five screens. How? Five screens total. Not at the same time. Obviously. No, 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 no. I want you to have the fucking We're just timid. beaming it in like a fucking security guard. Yeah. So I I'm, so, so I'm I fi- breaking so, into a Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm putting Cop <laughs> Rock on every television there. And you can't do shit about it because I live in America. So you no, know, I can't. Go um, Bucks. This is an extremely America show. Uh, the Bucks, man, shanked field goal away from a nat- from a natty. Haven't talked about it on the podcast. Um, Under the gun. <laughs> so, so I started on my work computer. I finished work, started watching the show. That's uh, depraved. <laughs> the phrase I started watching this on my work computer. Your boss walking up behind you, you frantically close out. If my boss walked up behind one. me, that would be the scariest <laughs> moment of my entire life, Travis. That I just would be like, what the fuck. Because you were at well, home, not not because not just because I'm at home, but because I'm but at home boss... and my boss is in New Jersey. So if my if my boss <laughs> like always, she's always in New Jersey. One so of my us boss is walked up behind me. Um, yeah. Anyway, then I got on a train to go to improv practice and watched it on my phone. Of course, Wait, five. <laughs> you said five. Sorry, sorry, I skipped one. 
It was five. So so then I was watching it. I saw the intro, went over to my housemate and said, you have to watch this shit. Showed her the first three minutes. I have a new housemate. Her name is Ash. Maybe she'll be on the podcast someday, which is why uh, Hi, I'll believe that out because Thanks for I'm listening. editing Groovy. this one. Um, that's right, everybody. All right, that was the deal. Oh, That's boy. right, everybody. If this quality is lower, you know why now. So this, So then I showed that to her. She was like, this looks great. I just smoked a joint. Let's watch it together. Uh, so I so I put it up on my TV, which is like, you know, medium TV. Then I got on the train uh, to improv practice, watched it on my phone until I finished the first episode. Then I got, then I finished improv practice, walked to Allie's where I watched the second half of Cavs Pelicans with a Pelicans fan because I know like two basketball fans and they're a Sixers fan and a Pelicans fan because sure why not Um, put it on their enormous TV which was a nightmare because it was in 360p yeah, I, just, couldn't see, I couldn't oh, see really? one pixel I, I could not see anything I, I have the same I had the same thing where I put it on my 65-inch television, <laughs> so watched, watched 10 seconds of it, and I was like, yeah, we're going back on the laptop. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I watched it on my phone because it was unwatchable on my laptop. Did you watch it on Ho Chi Minh, Ian? I'm sorry, on what? Who is the... Oh, because it's, cause it's five foot five. Yeah. Oh, See, I, 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 that's your bit. That was my bit. I'm sorry, I forgot that I had that. I, I forgot my own bit from four days me ago. And, me and Travis remembering your bit. Oh, um, fuck, I'm going to go kill myself. This was great I, return of the podcast. And then I got home and finished the final episode on this computer with which I am recording the podcast, my personal computer. Five screens. <laughs> Depraved actions on the behalf of all of us. Yeah. Uh, but for the rest of us, all the only Ugh. depraved thing we did was watch Cop Rock. Probably not the most depraved one that we're going to watch in this limited Dude, series. when I was so. talking about this mm-hmm. earlier today... Not? No, when oh, I was yeah. talking about this with er- oh, with dude. someone earlier today, I mentioned that we will be watching an episode <laughs> that was deemed too racist for television. <laughs> Folks, why doused thou thus through windows and through curtains calling us? Yes, yes, we're back. We've returned to you. It's as you know, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television program. We're back with season three. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, days of sunshine, tears in rain. It's Matt Ciani. <laughs> Precious memories hey, of days gone by. Happy, uh, it's Travis Marmon. Happy Dale Earnhardt season. How's it going, everyone? Eyes of darkness, feeling pain. It's Stephen Doughton. Hey, everybody. Uh... I just touched some evidence. All that time we had, you know, when all that's left is a photograph, someone's golden moment in the sun, doing what had to be done, living under the gun. And if you're hearing this- Why are you doing that as Sebastian? Yeah, I can only do, I can only do this all as uh, uh, under the sea. If you're hearing that all and wondering what the fuck any of that is, and you're also looking at the episode description and going, cop rock. What the fuck is any of that shit? Welcome! We're kicking off the season by dedicating ourselves to covering television shows that only lasted one season. And while there are many... No! It lasted a season. No, I'm just saying... It did. For the the sake of They got to close it out. I'm just saying for the sake of the rest of them. Some of them didn't make it a season. Even if it's only one episode, that was one season of television yeah. for it. That was one I, season, I, I correct. I disagree with you, but that's... Once you, once you do one episode, that's a this season. This is pedantic. This is a matter of opinion. Can I comment really quick that 
this whole f- like epi- this limited series that we're doing where we're watching shows that were uh, that didn't make it a season or made it one season, depending on your definition of the term. <laughs> Thank um, you. Hardly an original idea because time. we watched Cop Rock on YouTube with this like banner on the bottom, <laughs> clearly from like 1997, that said "Flops just plain canceled." <laughs> And it was exactly what we're from, doing. Yeah, here. from the Obscure Network trio, um, which also had what I think should be our slogan, which is big ideas, big mistakes, TV. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to Big Ideas, Big Mistakes Month. This 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 channel sounds amazing. Yeah. This channel sounds incredible. Yeah. I can't. Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. Trio. This is where everything. We th- we I thought I knew every obscure cable channel trio. at some point. Yeah. So you know, you know who owned Trio. This is why you don't know it. It was owned like by fucking, the CBC. Yeah, or something. the Canadian Broadcast Company. This was Canada. But it was an American channel. Fuck yeah, Canada. Oh, this fuck. rules. Was it, wait, it was why on did, American. It was an American what? cable packages. Or wait. it was American like Direct TV packages. But why was it owned by Canada? Was this big Canada trying to? Trying to muscle in. Okay, Travis, since you've and this is the way Travis, they chose. Since you've already to do looked it. at it, would you? Did you mm-hmm. see what? Did you see all of the names of what this program, this channel went through? No. Okay. So, Trio went on the air in 1994, owned and operated by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, yeah. So it, it went along with a 24-hour um, international news channel. And it was it was the venue for CBC's arts, culture, and entertainment programming in the U.S. So it was their BBC America. You know, okay. when I think Canada, I think okay. Trio with the exclamation mark. CBC with one, the eye upside down CBC as an exclamation two, mark. CBC three, CBC <laughs> four, <laughs> CBC five. It was sold to USA in 2000. I, I imagine that's what. Yeah, yeah. It was sold to USA in 2000. Like to USA Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in USA Networks and first. Not just to the USA. There, the list of programs on here we are about to get into. I was like, it, does that mean it was sold to NBC or no? NBC bought USA later, and that's when Conan did the Walker Texas Ranger level. So, anyways, yeah, it was sub- it, first. It went to Vivendi. It was USA Networks, and then it was owned by Vivendi, Vivendi, who was at that point still probably trying to acquire Ubisoft, as they have been for as long as they've been aware of the name Vivendi, and then NBC Universal. But, but hmm. in 2005, Trio was dropped from Directv. Uh, and then NBC and Universal was like, hey, we're going to rebrand it. Um, uh, we're, it would be transferred to a broadband internet TV initiative under the BravoTV.com banner. Viva. And then uh, pr- providers that were still carrying Trio were offered a new network called Sleuth. Hey, the Sleuth Return. Mystery content. Uh it was dedicated to crime and mystery genres, though it often fell out of this format in later okay. years. Also... It was rebranded to Clue with two O's. C-L-O-O. Clue. Would you like to guess what year Clue shut down? Did did Clue make it a season? Uh, in 2006, this was when Depending the Broadway on your was renamed to Sleuth. And then Sleuth was renamed. I don't want to give the... Was it S-L-O-O-T-H? No, Sleuth is spelled properly. Uh, anyways, Clue okay. shut down in 2017. That's right. It made it into the Trump <laughs> administration. <laughs> <laughs> so the space huh. that was once occupied by trees right. ceased to exist and with that we lost such wonderful contributions to uh television shows such as the n-word a peabody award-winning documentary about the use of the n-word outlaw comic the censoring of bill hicks the award show award show <laughs> by who cancer 
the Christmas special, Christmas special, <laughs> flops 101, lessons from the biz, TV's most censored moments. Flops These were their original programming. <laughs> most censored what? moments. This sounds like it is so meaningless. I'm going to read you. Who owned this? I'm going like, to read you. This, this sounds, sounds like, like it Joe was Rogan's fucking USA. run by like, slash, yeah, Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. or like Mike Cernovich okay. or something. I want you all to play score, keep uh, track at home. I am going to read you a list of reruns that aired on it and I'm just, just keep track if you heard of it, okay? Adrenaline Junkies, Airline, All Saints, Battle of the Network Stars, Black Harbor, Blue Healers, Bridges of Christ, Bugs, Coming Home, Coronation Street, Counter-Strike, Cracker, The Dame Edna Experience, The Damnation of Harvey McHugh, Deepwater Black, Degrassi, Doghouse, The Dreamstone, Dugan, Big the Art Show, ENG, The Fifth Estate, Flight Patch, Good Guys, Bad Guys, Hot Type, Judy Garland Show Christmas Special, Kath and Kim, Late Night with David Letterman, The Little Flying Bears, The Littlest Hobo, London's Burning, Madison, Max Glick, McCallum, Media Television... Mercury, Mr. Dressup, Mysterious Tomorrow, Nanchero, The Nature of Things, New York Undercover, North of 60, Northwood, Once Upon a Hamster, Pink Lady, Queen for His Day, <laughs> The Raccoons, <laughs> Rowan and Martin Laffin, SCTV, The Secret Rulers of the World, Session at West 54th, Spaced, Street Legal, Taggart, Traitors, Undercurrents, A Very British Coup, and Young People's Concerts. These are the list okay, of I had eight. I got eight. I've heard of eight of them. Oh, Four. Yeah. I, got, I also got eight, and I bet it was all the same eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet no one here was like, oh, yeah, man. I didn't oh, count man. things I learned about from reading about this ye- from Glassy Foods yesterday miss, and learning I, about Pink Lady and Jeff. Max Glick is, is a show. This is a disputed title. Max Glick is a show that I just came across <laughs> when I was, uh, you know, had satellite and nice. too many channels. Once Upon a Hamster is a show that I wish that I knew about. <laughs> Once the Upon a Hobo hamster. is a thing I feel like I've heard made fun of, but I don't. I have good like, news I, for you, This Steven. is another thing I did. I did look up that one yesterday. It's about a dog. Uh, Once Upon sure. a Hamster ran for uh, five seasons, so we could do that at any point. Oh. My oh God. my God! That's it was also news. known as and Tales I, you know of the Riverbank f- or Hammy Hamster. I would. For- why does it have three Ham- names? Why does it have multiple know. titles? Uh, I have. I, I would forget about it, except that I'm going to edit this, so I'm going to hear about it like three times. So I definitely. Also, the other shows from the flops lineup uh, were My Mother, The Car, something that Travis is obsessed with. Yes, I believe. <laughs> and Pink Lady and Jeff. Yeah, that's right. So that yeah. was why I thought of th- when I was looking that up yesterday. So Pink Lady and or Pink Lady and Jeff, it's like up for dispute, was like a variety show hosted by like a very popular Japanese music group that they were trying to make catch okay. on in the West and it didn't work. That's what Pink Lady So they is. added Jeff. That sounds like the type of show yeah, I There's like, like a guy named Jeff. Didn't Lassie Our friend Jeff Daniels. Yes. So Lady. we've done this before because Lassie used to be called Holden's like Lassie, Martin's and, dog, yeah. or whatever. It was. I would like to yeah. meet the person who <laughs> Jeff's is. Dog. I would like to meet the person who is editing the Wikipedia page for Trio because if I was the Wikipedia guy, I would come through and be like, "Hey guys, uh, we should cut this one down." There's a there's a schedule lineup. They just have. Like a theoretical Why? schedule of what a day of trio. Dude, I, the fact that this got a single view now is going to get it yeah. flagged to be edited. Yeah, they'll be like, what do you mean? Like, this shit is not going to be there by the time the podcast comes Red out. Red Hot Dramas was the 1 to 4 p.m. block. Sounds But steamy. we found this because flop season. Cop rock. Shout out to the guy that watched this and was like, Me. oh, Cop Rock Marathon, I'm going to rip it to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a time traveling meme. <laughs> extreme extreme props to that man or woman or non-binary friend. Definitely no, it's a man. There's no way <laughs> only a dude, only a dude would ever think to do this. Every every Travis, 
okay, oh, so, so, like, like I don't know that many trans women. I know a few, but every time I meet one, it's like, yes, all of these things about me made me identify as a woman, and this and this and this. But they all have some like weird sicko only men have them habits. They're just like they're just this like... when turf when turfs talk about being socialized male, they're talking about doing this. <laughs> talk about real that they're like they're like real woman wouldn't rip cop rock to YouTube. You Would can you tell guys... genetically their DNA. We can always <laughs> not allow them to rip cop rock. Do you guys like? Do you guys like you know, some of the other videos uploaded by this man? Uploaded by Richard Adamson, fourteen thirty-eight. That's not a canceled number, right? We're good. No. <laughs> no. no. Only three digits. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't accidentally. Uh, yeah. So other videos. Up- if a fucking Nazi uploaded this, would be. <laughs> You know what? Why? Do you know what? Guys, the politics guys. of this show are so questionable. Guys. I don't know. It's guys. a cop show. Guys, please. Let me. Let it's me. It's a cop show. I mean. Capcom vs. SNK Millennium fight intro with its bootleg counterpart music. Other video by this man. PBS are, Kids Kirby right yeah. back at you. Funding credits. We oh, got hell it. yeah. <laughs> what? Arthur fans <laughs> never saw it coming and neither will you. And then it's Arthur, but it's edited so that it's never saw you coming. Never look, saw it coming from Persona 5. Look. Look. I, PBS I'm, Kids Sonic <laughs> X funding credits. Look, I was the okay. PayPal when we got, say this is Sparta. Ian, I was okay when we got way <laughs> off track to talk about Trio and what aired on Trio and Clue with two O's. But now we're talking about what aired on Richard fourteen thirty eight, and I just don't know. I just need the psychology of the man who is responsible for us watching Cop Rock demonstrated. What do you have to say about Cop Rock, Stephen? Maybe Travis would have. Here's what I have to say about Cop Rock. Cop Rock is a show about bad cops. Every single, you know how the dictionary, it's like one, two, three, four, five, like different definitions of whatever word. Every different definition of the word bad, <laughs> these cops are that. One of, one of his yeah. other videos is my keep calm and carry on posters. It's a 40 second <laughs> video that I can only oh, imagine. Keep calm and carry <laughs> variety of keep calm and carry on posters. Them. Well, they're, they they love to replace the word carry with something else to, to yes. like have something. Oh yeah. Cop rock and carry on. No, no. Keep calm and cop rock on. <laughs> oh. Oh. So Steven Bochco. Travis, why yeah. did you pick cop rock? I think it's pretty self-evident why I picked Cop Rock because we were doing things that didn't that made it one season or got canceled even earlier than that, and I was like, "What's the worst idea ever?" Of course, I've I've been like vaguely aware of the concept of Cop Rock for many years. That like somewhere along the line, someone was like, many "Police years. procedural musical," and like it's a fascinating idea. In and like it's I can't believe it came out in 1990 because it seems like it should be like the height of the cocaine era that anyone thought of this. Yeah. And then I looked further into it, and I didn't realize that it was created by Stephen Bochco, who we have discussed on a previous pick of mine, NYPD Blue, and who had was coming off of Hill Street Blues. And basically, I learned someone pitched him. They were like, I want to do a Broadway version of Hill Street Blues. And he was like, if, if you'll allow me. And he was and like, he was no, I'm not going to do that. But, but he's like, actually, I kind of like the idea, though. 
So he made basically that. He was like, because this is like a weirdly gritty So he did the Graceland thing not... to this person who pitched him the Broadway <laughs> yeah. version of... Uh... And, and <laughs> like, it was like a big deal that it was coming out. And like, he, and like I guess Michael Eisner liked the idea. So he, he was like the only person. So he was like, bring to ABC. What's up? I lied to you. The video was uploaded by someone else named Alan McCrory. Richard Admonson was the one who compiled the playlist together that was what was linked to. <laughs> so this man's even more depraved. That's also why he has a playlist, clearly, that is Ask Jeeves commercials. Anyways, keep talking, Travis. All right. I do want to watch that. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I need but that basically, link. I was just like, I was like, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing flops. We're doing just plain canceled stuff. And like, I can't think of like a funnier, like weirder, how did this get made type thing. And you I guess it was a big deal when it came out, like some major... <laughs> How did this get created? Thank you. How did this get greenlit uh, and produced? Uh, what were the steps then, like, for this to get greenlit? Learning and then just like watching and being like, there's so many like guys that are on this show. Fucking Paul McCrane, who, so in the interim since we last record, we last recorded about ER. And then in the meantime, I've watched five and a half seasons of ER where Paul McCrane, Paul McCrane, who is the guy that gets the helicopter thing happened to him. Is on this show. Oh. He's also the dude. He's also the dude in RoboCop who gets covered in nuclear waste and then hit by a car and exploded. Oh, that's that's the sickest fucking scene. <laughs> Travis, it's so good to listen back to the ER episode to try to remember how we do this podcast. Hear Travis say, eh, "I don't really have time. Procedural things like this aren't really my thing." Knowing that Travis had seen an absurd amount of ER in the time between, we watched it really fast. Yeah, because Alex likes it, and it's like. It's it's okay. My procedural brain can like it can bypass that because instead of being about like one thing with the exact same beats every time, it's like here's twenty things that happened in this given time deal. But anyway, but he's on that. Kathleen Wilhoyt, who is the the junkie mom in this first episode, also is on ER, basically playing the same character. I know her uh, as uh, in a recurring role. I know her as Jess's mom from uh, and Luke's sister from Gilmore Girls. She's also uh, the voice of Pepper Ann. If you remember Pepper Ann, I don't. If you if you don't remember oh, Pepper Ann, I remember the song. Just remember that she's in, she's too cool for seventh grade, and also and then that she's like one in a million. <laughs> and then McCrane's not even the only RoboCop guy on this because the police chief is fucking uh, Ronnie Baxter, Cox. whatever Ronnie Cox, who is yeah. now a three-time appearance on this podcast. <laughs> Ronnie Cox joins. <laughs> The hollowed grounds only treaded by. Is that a? Is that a? Uh, is that a? Did we name this? Is it a? No, we do not a, have a name. As Hall you know, Famer? Hall of Famer. I think is the. Uh, I think as uh, you know, Hall of Famer great. works. Sick. Yeah. I need another spreadsheet. Love this <laughs> for me. No, Rachel Bilson is the only <laughs> other. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck you. The only other one, really? Yes. Well, it could Bilson. have happened in the background or some shit. Rachel know? Bilson also happened accidentally because yeah. we all forgot that she was in Gossip Girl in right. the last episode. Yeah, playing herself, right? Yeah. Speaking um, of playing themselves, Ronnie Cox is also plays himself in this, which means yes. to become a Hall of Famer, one of your roles must be metafictional. But only in the final scene where he, yeah, where it gets oh okay. My God. Good scene. Uh, best scene in the show. Best scene in the show. Anyway. Which scene is the so, best yeah, scene I in the show? Of, 
the final one where they're acknowledged that they got canceled, so they do a song about it. Yeah, the the one where uh, Ronnie Cox and Von <laughs> a Heaven's Gate Curtis joke. Hall sit around and talk about how it's a shame the show got canceled, and it was the thing where like it cuts back basically for commercial, and they're like, "Can't believe it got canceled," and I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> Doesn't that kind of happen in Arrested Development? Oh, extremely Arrested Development. <laughs> the entire third season of Arrested Development is that. But they yes. might as well have asked if the home box office yeah. was going to take them. Also, every uh, time I see, uh, because I was watching on a thirteen, three sixty p thing, I was like, "That's Vondi Curtis Hall, right?" And it's not Isaac De Bencole because he's Hyvorian, and I'm. <laughs> Were you able to find Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters in the first episode? Yeah. Is he identifiable through this? Yeah. Did you not recognize Ernie Hudson? Through the haze. I have never seen Ghostbusters, so he's not what? obvious to me. Do you not know that? What? I, really? Movie, like, a lot of 80s movies are just a thing that was ever in my cultural, like, purview. Like, because I, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have a dad who loved 80s movies. I had a dad who loved 70s movies. Sure. And made me watch those. Okay. Wild. That still feels like a Absolutely movie that I felt like a... No. I don't even. They like only ever aired, they aired Ghostbusters two all the fucking time on Comedy Central. I, I don't watch even it, like so Ghostbusters like, that much, but that's wild to me that you have not seen. I've it. I've only seen the Lady Ghostbusters. What? And wow. The, and the real Ghostbusters. I did watch that show when I was a kid. You, it had what a very are terrifying you? ending credit song? Wow, dude. I mean, you don't have to rush out. You should watch Ghostbusters Afterlife with no nostalgia for the original <laughs> ones and be like just purely evaluating wild. this. It's wild for you. <laughs> Travis Marmon, a guy who enjoys things such as podcasting about TV and trivia, has never felt pressure. Is, there's to, has a never strong felt a societal pressure to just know about a thing that everyone knows about. It's I have been yelled at about this by a trivia teammate before, and like it just seems very bizarre that you're like, oh, I should probably know about Ghostbusters. What was the context? It was just Ghostbusters came up in trivia once, and I was like, I've never seen it, and he had basically the reaction Stephen is having right now. And it moved further down your watch list. Yeah, so, I don't know. You're like, ah, oh, if I want to watch <laughs> a movie where Bustin someone gets... doesn't make me feel anything. If I want to watch a movie where someone gets blown by a ghost, I'll watch The Shining. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I prefer Ghost on Ghost only. Cop, yeah, rock. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about cop rock because I only have the the fucking description from Wikipedia that is like three sentences. I'm, I love that they do include every song on those, though. Yeah, have so you ever the song. have you ever read the synopsis of a musical on Wikipedia? Yes, <laughs> the most detailed. But I didn't think that people would do that for cop rock. Oh, musical brain will not. But these are Randy Newman songs in the first episode. Oh, yeah. gun. So here's a question, and 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 we can save it to the end um, if we want. But which of the what was it 10 songs did we get something like that i think there was five in each something yeah, like that, yeah. which one yeah. so so something i noticed was just like some of them seemed like in poor taste or like just like kind of deranged oh yeah or like, the one that they did in court i think is the, the funniest the one. So, so that's which, horrible so which, the rape one so is horrible which, yeah so which one made you go Ugh, the most because for me it was the definitely the girls singing about protecting themselves from the rapist so that was bad, yeah. but it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be with how that episode was opening. Like when they were having this girl describe in detail what happened to her, I thought she was going to burst into song at any moment. 
And thankfully, that's oh, not how so it went. Those moments too. Thank where I was fucking like, are they god. Listen to a song. Uh, but so for me, like the thing that was most immediately jarring was the courtroom scene when they were like, "Has the jury reached a verdict?" And they're like, "Oh yeah!" And they pull out a keyboard. <laughs> they did a gospel <laughs> song about the thing. Do a gospel song. I also love how they're like, "We're gonna send that boy away," and it's a Jesus guy with like Christ. a gray ponytail. <laughs> like, well, the rhyme. This boy. Do you know how many? Do you know how many viewers and millions watched this? Do I want to know? Hold on. More than like any show that's on today, but at the time that was a yeah, shut up. failure. Shut up. I need, I need something like that. I need to pull up the 2022 t- television ratings. Shut the yeah. fuck up, Travis. <laughs> Is it in the tens of millions? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's 14 million people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much which un- which wouldn't make the top 50 right now. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, for okay. 2022. Okay. But let me tell you. Uh, Are those all sports broadcasts? Yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, wait. Actually, that's not true. There's also the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade, and the okay. uh, and the midterm election coverage, and the January 6th. Okay, but like ones. scripted television. Yeah. So, uh, like, the, it, it so um, Sunday night football. The last thing on this list is Week Eight of Sunday night football. Packers at uh, Bills. It was 19.6 million people. So. Not that far down would have been the huh. number of people who watched Cop Rock. How many people stuck around for the finale? 7.9 million. This show would still be airing if you were pulling down. It'd yeah, be like, this yeah, show be like would get phenomenon. like 25 seasons. <laughs> I mean, think about... Wow. So, like, the other thing about the show is it was groundbreaking. Like, there hadn't really been TV musicals, to my understanding, before this, or very few. Uh, and, you know, in the... 20 in the 2000s we get glee and we get crazy ex-girlfriend and stuff we get viva There's Laughlin, singing of course the ex-girlfriend the whole thing with crazy ex-girlfriend i, 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 need, I would yeah. need so much more time to fact check what travis just said <laughs> because i mentioned viva Laughlin, no, or because you want to look up other like, musical shows well they weren't, it's so groundbreaking there were no musical shows to my knowledge before this and i was like you can't just throw that out there my dude i there i can't think of any that like, doesn't mean that you're right any. The universal right. Travis like, thing. No, no. The un- I think the he's Travis right. But I know no, Travis is right. This was the first one. Well. And the last one for a very long time because it was such a flop with only 8 million viewers. But think about like how big Glee was. Episode. But also, yeah. Glee had the advantage of they didn't have to write songs for Glee. They just did popular songs. Yeah. This is like part Cop of why Rock, they don't do Cop this. Is it's fucking hard so to have to write a song for every week Cop to write Rock multiple songs. So that Riverdale Season one of Glee. You know? Mm. <laughs> Not gonna humor that. I'm sorry. The musical was... numbers, I'd say similar level. Yeah, yeah. About the there same. are so many cartoons that are also like, yeah. You know what? I don't need to do this. <laughs> no, no. This is. The I'll first just one. let Travis do yeah. the Travis thing. Of this is the first one. Broad generalization is a universal truth because it's beyond. It's outside my. Nobody experience. had even thought about music before Cop Rock. This actually gave us music. Randy which Newman was really invented cool. music when yeah. he sat down to write the theme. <laughs> was this like? Did Randy Newman have like a fallow period in his career? Basically, like before before he gets Toy Story, but after his like age is like the you know preeminent satirist. Randy Newman is younger than I thought. Troubadour guy. I mean, he's he seventy nine. He's kind of old. a guy who's probably always been old. He looks 100 yeah. in the theme for Cop Rock, <laughs> that's, so that's I don't why know. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I, like I saw his Oscar performance. A couple years ago, for like a, Toy Story 4, <laughs> and I was like, that, that man's 
Only 79 now? I, like, but, like, I've never seen an image of Randy Newman where I was like, that's a young man. <laughs> it's like, you know. He did, he, he did a deal where he was like, it was just like, hey, Randy, you're going to age Bruce 20. Bruce is 73. They don't gonna, feel like a six-year age. Gonna, you're going to age, you're gonna age no. 25 years tomorrow, and then you'll stay the same age for the next 40. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> but, like, in 1990, I imagine Randy Newman didn't wasn't, like, doing incredibly i mean he was always like a guy that was like a little under the radar right like that's the the deal with him let's see and now yeah. the whole generation of people he's the toy story guy uh i was writing songs about like dropping the nuke or whatever <laughs> so he's he's fresh off the score for parenthood so he he'd he'd been transitioning into film and television yeah he'd already written the score for the natural one of the greatest scores in film history okay. he's doing great he like he always has has been doing great should we talk about yeah. Cop Rock and the plot? Uh, sure. Yeah. So there's a drug bust. Uh, we get our rap song one about of the, it. One of <laughs> yeah. the like most dehumanizing drug busts I've ever seen. Uh, I'll read a quote yeah. here that would not be a good button for the show. Um, it's like, what am I under arrest for? It goes, how about illegal use of a controlled substance? How about child endangerment? How about being a low life base head? How about being unfit to live among humans let alone raise a child and i was like oh this show is gonna have some words about people that i don't like but it's like here's where like it's surprising how gritty this is and you feel like oh okay this guy went and did nypd blue after this like yeah. it has that kind of vibe uh or like it was weird for me so uh i have covid right now so i've just been in my room for a week and I watched all of We Own This City, which is the David Simon miniseries about the Baltimore Gun Trace Task Force that was just, like, robbing people and also selling drugs and things of that nature. And it's like, this is how they talked, like, on on that show. Yeah. I spent a lot of the show thinking about, like, imagine David Simon being inspired to write or by this, by this song about government bribery or whatever. How much better um, would this show have been if you replaced... Peter Ornati, uh, Vincent LaRusso with John Bernthal. I mean, Bernthal improves almost anything. Yeah, I was going to say, who I'd like to drop a little bit. I'd love to just pull Bernthal off the cabinet, off my spice rack, and just be like, ooh, a little pinch of Bernthal. That's what's great about the bear. They're like, what if you had the one scene, too? But yeah, they're just like, what about a little bit of the burn? Ooh, you want to feel the heat? Here's a little bit of the burn. I haven't had an in-person conversation today, if that wasn't clear, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so as they're escorting the people who have this heroin house uh oh by the way they they rush in with a battering ram sprint around gritty dark whatever uh no one can see anything it's 360p if you watched the show you watched it in 360p <laughs> hey hey um, maybe you bought the dvd and got i think the world was in 360p back then i think it's fine yeah this seemed high. I, I saw Skinamarink last night, so this seemed very <laughs> hi-fi to me. A lot of people saw that. Was it good? Everyone I know seemed to be doing drugs yesterday and seeing Skinamarink across this nation. I saw it sober. Was but, it good? Uh, it was fine. Mostly pretty boring. Mm-hmm. The uh, You can see the fake digital film degradation loop points, which really distracted me. And they blew out the audio digitally, but made it sound in their heads like it was analog but it wasn't which really bothers me because sound blows out in a different way digitally versus analog but like a so normal really person would watch that movie sound. and be like wow probably yeah <laughs> yeah i mean 
I I've been saying the over the last like two weeks for some reason I've been on this tear of saying like just like the most autistic stuff about sound <laughs> that I could yes. Matt, for the last two weeks and not for the last I took years. an autism test <laughs> you, uh, like just an online autism test you just want me to text it to you and then you can take it quietly in the background <laughs> I, would actually, I would actually like to take that what number did you get Ian uh, I got a 50 <laughs> I, I was taking it across from That's someone no. <laughs> I, let's, let's all take that together <laughs> I'm dropping it in the group chat 50 is still not diagnosed. Like. No, it's just that it's some tendencies. Yeah, sure. That sounds Which, like you. We're all I insane spreadsheet people here. Uh, well, also, listen, guys. What do you expect, zero? I mean, come listen, on. You know, I need the qualifier of there's some shit going on in my life right now, autism test, that everyone gets to take in the background <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> Did you put it in the, in the I'm, thing? I'm, I'm copying the link. It seems like it might take a while, no? That's why I said in the background. Or it's just me. It's me fucking filling the air for ten unbroken minutes while everyone yeah. else takes an <laughs> autism test, and I just keep talking about Randy Newman's like albums and stuff. So yeah, there's a drug bust, and uh, then they rap about how they have the power in these streets. Um, every and <sighs> every song in this felt like it was about to teach me a lesson. <laughs> Uh, then we get the theme song, I think, right after that. Under um, the gun. It's Jar. I didn't expect to see Randy Newman, Dude. like, on video. I crap. Right, you'd think it'd be like you show the cast members and then, like, their names. It's like, no, they're in, they're at a Randy Newman performance, like, in-house. And he made it all the way to the end. He's in it. He's, like, the, uh, he's in the finale, too. Well, I mean, they used, the, that's. I was surprised. That's the intro. <laughs> I just love. I I just I I was like sometimes you know you watch one of these pilots and the intro is like this extended version yeah, because okay. they're proud that they got this full length song from somebody famous and then eventually they cut it down. Yep. I guess the yep. show didn't run long yep. enough to cut it yep. down. Yeah, I was I was kind of worried that they would cut it down when I watched the finale. I was like, I I'd really like to really like to see this whole song again. Could you imagine though, <laughs> full Randy Newman performance? Could you imagine though, if the finale it was just a With, cut like, to the, Newman? Was it like the directors standing around? Like everyone was there. We we were there. Didn't you see us in the background cheering? <laughs> we're really going to see how much energy I have to edit this because, like, my idea is to, like, stick, like, eight seconds of each song in the podcast or, you know, maybe Google what I'm allowed to do um, before. Oh, and then... if we get a copyright claim from, the, from Randy <laughs> Newman, from 22-time Academy Award nominee Randy Newman, because we put his music from Cop Rock in it, come and fucking fight me, Randy. It's fair fucking use. <laughs> Am I fucking... often surprised it when this told me? Oh, time out, time out. I was about the autism quest. Quiz. <laughs> What was that? What did she say? Am I often surprised when others tell me I've been rude? It's hard to say. Um, uh, Travis, uh, let me tell you, it's not hard to say. Travis, I got annoyed with you recently about something that I feel it fits in this moment. The, the amount was, of times, but was I surprised about? It? I don't yeah, know. It you, was when you, you you do this thing with your shoulders and say what? Like, <laughs> like that's surprise. <laughs> Matt, are you taking this quiz right now too? Of course. <laughs> I know what phrases like you're the apple of my eye. Wait, Stephen, are you also taking it? No, I'm not taking it. I mean, I I should maybe, but I'm not yet. Do you know the budget? Oh, God. They said almost as much as Heaven's Gate. Yeah, good joke. 
It was. It, it's. It's. So the budget is listed for Coprock as thirteen point two to twenty two million, which is a big. That's a big window. But also nineteen ninety two. That's yeah. That's what, well, yeah. Geez. So let's say, let's say it got the full twenty two million. Also, if they're saying it's twenty two million, they're lying to us. Let's. It's that time. It's that time when I pull up the inflation calculator. Twenty-two million at that point is uh, effectively fifty million dollars for one for eleven episodes of television. For, oh, I don't. I don't know if that. I. I don't know how much TV costs, but that sounds really fucking high. I just came across this one. I get highly confused when someone interrupts me when I am talking about something I'm very interested in. I said. I said. Al- yes Alex. To Alex likes to point out, or has pointed out to me. Uh, a, a habit of mine where when I do when I do get interrupted on something I'm interested in talking about, I will insist on finishing even after people have moved on. But that's very different than being highly confused <laughs> that uh, I've been interrupted. I feel that one, Matt. To answer your question, House of the Dragon, which was what I expected to be the most expensive television show right now, I guess actually it's probably Rings of Power. That's twenty million per episode. Jesus Christ. Um, 20 million. So yeah. Cop Rock costing around that much. Uh, now, now imagine, yeah, so Cop Rock. <laughs> but is, actually more than that. So 11 inflation. episodes of Cop Rock were two episodes of House of the Dragon. 2.5 episodes of House of the Dragon. That's a pretty shitty return on investment. High viewership, oh though. Oh, my God. Relative to now. $165 million so. dollars was the budget of Rings of Power. Wow. Jesus Christ. I should. For a TV I show. should. Oh, my God. Do you think I could invoice them for like a million dollars? I could probably invoice them for like Just 50, so it wouldn't 000. notice. Yeah, they would. Four hundred sixty-five million. I could just be like, "Yeah, it was um, VFX Consulting." Fifty million. Fifty thousand. Sorry. Fifty million. They'd notice. Fifty million. They would notice. Uh huh. A lot of these are literally like, "I'm a sympathetic person." Yeah, they're I'm one an understanding type person. These are the same thing. <laughs> sorry, th- we've we've ruined the podcast because now we're all taking it, and I yeah, I'm taking it. I'm gonna talk yeah, about you have to vamp for ten minutes. I don't like them. I don't like the the past the range of answers on something like I do not connect with characters in movies and cannot feel what they feel sometimes. So yeah, I well, ever, that's, but why, I that's why this isn't a professional like, assessment, and it's just like a right. You know, so you take in it nineteen, uh, so what was going on for Randy Newman at this point was uh, that in uh, in the, in the mid nineties he had started working on a concept album about uh, Faust. It was Gertis Faust. So it was uh, presented as uh, Randy Newman's Faust. He actually had David Mamet uh, rework the book, you know, Stephen's favorite playwright, uh, and it played at the uh, <laughs> the, the Goodman Theater main stage in Chicago. Wait, no, 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 no. no. My favorite playwright is David Mamet. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, how could, I have, how could I have made that mistake? I yeah. had a one-night-only performance at the Cine Center in New York City in uh, 2014. It was released as an album in 95. So, you know, that's, that's where he's at, you know, and... Uh, Toy Story is 95, so since this is 1990 and the way that toys, the animated films work, he's probably already beginning work on Toy Story. So while he's, like, sitting there and writing, you know, the music for which he will win his Oscars. Oh, actually, you know what? He didn't win an Oscar for Toy Story until uh, Toy Story 3, so whatever. But he, uh, uh, noted Disney legend, of course, Randy Newman. Uh, he is just sitting down and he's thinking to himself, how do I embody cop rock? How do I contribute to stories about police brutality. Is this mentioned? Is Cop Rock <laughs> mentioned at all in his Wikipedia page? They, they, they have whitewashed be. Cop Rock from Randy Newman's Good. Wikipedia page. Good. Okay. <laughs> Someone comes in every day and is just like, I don't know what to do. They keep bringing up Cop Rock on Randy Newman's Wikipedia page. Those bastards. 
I don't know. I thought it was uh, relatively lackluster. I mean, it's cool that it was the first episode was directed by Gregory Hoblet, who uh, had also directed like Primal Fear and Frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, Frequency is the one where Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid are able to talk over uh, like a ham radio and they're like father and son through time firefighters, right? <laughs> you told me. I don't know. I vaguely know what Primal Fear is. That is Ed Norton, right? It's like a legal drama. Like uh, yeah, drama. Uh, Primal Fear. Yeah, uh, uh, it's um, it's also a band. Yeah, that's like the early Norton one where he's like the defendant, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, who's this guy?" Uh, so yeah, that's just who uh, who directed this. Um, Gregory Hoplet. Uh, he also directed one episode of The Strain, a show that we will one day cover when Travis. Oh has yeah. <laughs> When the vampire moratorium on the season is up, we can, we, the season's we'll reset. We can go back to. Oh yeah, we're we're back. Yeah, to we're it's back definitely all the next all bets are off. That I want to do. What is it? Vampires show. Are there one hundred questions? No, it's eighty. Eighty. Okay, I'm almost done. <laughs> so many questions. Keep my thoughts stacked. I'm my done. Memory like they are on yeah, filing. You read cards. so fast, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm above the uh, the lowest threshold number. To be considered autistic. What number is uh, that? I think it's 60 is the threshold. Is I scored an 86. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I don't know if I expected you to be higher than Travis. Wait, you wait, Travis. Wait, Travis done. hasn't wait, finished. We don't yet. know yeah, Travis's right number. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> People tell me that I give too much detail. I'm not sure. <laughs> Told to ask embarrassing questions. I don't know. Tend to point out other people's mistakes. True now and when I was young. All right. <laughs> With pride as he's 64. 64. Wow. 64. That's. Hmm. What did what'd y'all get? Ian got 50. Matt got an 86. 86. <laughs> 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 laughing at my autism. <laughs> or monsters. The friend that sent it to me was like, I got a. I got a 37, and one of the friends they were with got a 102, and they first thought oh, it yeah. was out of 100, so they're like, motherfucker, did you get extra credit? And then realized the scale went above, <laughs> but at first it was them all being like, low digits, low digits, and then 102. Jesus. And he tweeted out, and he was like, ladies, I got 102 in the autism test, line up. Where are we at with Copper? Where are we at in fucking Copper? Um, we did the theme song. Uh, I don't have anything so, until the next song, which wasn't until 19 a minutes cop in. Gets like, killed. I have a note that's where are the songs. Tyrone Weeks. Yeah, a cop gets blasted. Tyrone Weeks kills a cop. Oh, right. He gets killed because they, the jails are too full, so they had to let out the criminals. Uh, so. Wait, you know why they had to let the criminals out, Travis? Because the Dent Act hasn't been instituted and crime right. crime is not le- crime is also, legal. It also, <laughs> watching the show in the context of it's LA in 1990, which is when things are really popping off, and this is when Predator 2 comes out, and like this is when this is when Los Angeles is the one guy saying, an extremely dangerous city is at this time. The one guy saying that you, you don't, don't live in Los yeah. Angeles, you live in Vietnam. That, that was, was great. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> not John Bernthal being the one to say that. The one, the partner of the cop that gets killed, terrible acting. <laughs> the reaction, fucking, is, oh he man. surely doesn't like. No, god damn it, you stuck with me. <laughs> like, 
Don't die on me! Mendoza! Level acting. Apparently, like, still in the line of fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when when I'm uh, gunned down in the line of fire, I hope that one of you has this reaction of just shaking my corpse, going, Don't die on me! I do love it. You don't see it often on TV that someone gets riddled with bullets, and then it's immediately just like, He's dead. Like, if it's a character that you're supposed to feel sympathy for anyway. Like... Yeah. He didn't, they didn't draw that out. He was just like, lights um, out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Steven. Okay. And? Yeah, uh, 119. Woo! 119. 119. 119 is the score that I got. <laughs> this all makes sense. <laughs> All of this. Yep. <laughs> and that's why you're in. That's why Listeners, you're in if this is the ranking that you would have thought, uh, <laughs> you know, hit the DM. <laughs> it really is. So, you know, to be honest, like, I've kind of been accepting that I am that for a while, but, like, whoosh. <laughs> I'm glad that this <laughs> It's weird that this podcast. is happening on the podcast. Steven. <laughs> 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 Reckoning with identity. <laughs> oh boy! So cop rocket. <laughs> I mean, Stephen, you do still have the power here. Like, if you're like, I don't hey, want hey. this in the podcast. You <laughs> no, can't. No, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't. Hey, non autistics <laughs> may score as high as ninety. One hundred thirty is the mean score. Sure. Look. Wait, what's the mean score? One hundred thirty. One hundred thirty. The mean score for autistic people, not yeah, the mean score for people. Twenty-five is you are not okay. autistic. Oh, okay. fifty is some autistic traits, but likely not autistic. Sixty-five, mm-hmm. the minimum score at which autism is considered. Ninety, stronger indicators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indi- right on in- the right on the border. <laughs> stronger indications of autism, though non-autistics may score as high. One hundred thirty is the mean okay. score of autistic people. Strong evidence for autism. Yeah. 160, okay. very strong evidence, and two hundred and twenty-seven, the highest score possible. <laughs> so yeah that cop got annihilated uh and his partner good riddance bitch why yeah so i don't have any notes <laughs> you know in, why i don't have any notes until the next song which is like the guy you know's ballad about having a hot wife or whatever i love which this. is which is the most randy newman song <laughs> I, of all time exactly <laughs> like I'm, I'm an ugly guy and i have a hot wife what, how did I'm that happen is like the alive. ultimate randy newman <laughs> narrative googling randy newman wife <laughs> he he re-released that song he put that song out on a record because like with him singing it because it like spoke to him so much it's so good yeah she chose me it's it's hilarious it's it the, was I, I, dark I, there matter. was the part that i thought was dark matter yeah, 11th uh studio album uh robert Criscow ranked it as the sixth best album of the 2010s <laughs> Wow. He gave it Pitchfork a, gave a bomb it an and a pair of scissors or whatever. Yeah, uh, Pitchfork gave it an 8.0. I'm going to see wow. if the Pitchfork review mentions Cop Rock. That way, yeah, that one of the songs is straight she from Cop Rock. chose me. My note on the song was like, this needs way better blocking, especially watching this in the low better quality. Blocking. It's just like basically a distant pixelated figure. Sitting alone in a room singing. It was not very compelling to all. I liked this, uh, the slow pan in, but also I like, I was given a Taiwanese film by Steven that is mostly just like camera blocked from the other side of the room and people move through the space. So, hello, hi. Hmm. 
I guess this is going a little bit backwards, but the thing that like confused my understanding of the politics of the show was like all of the kind of gritty portrayals of cops that really felt like something out of NYPD blue. I, what did you guys make of the politics of the show? And at the, kind of, at like, the beginning, I was like, oh, this is like really fast, like a lot of what they were talking right. about. But I think by the end, especially when there's the guy that's getting on the one kind of cowboy cop about like how he's unethically taking guys down. I think ultimately, and this is what Hill Street Blues, I think, was known for being one of the first cop shows to present like this world as very morally gray. Yeah. And so that's why it feels it feels okay. confusing especially from someone with like a very strong anti-police perspective in 2022 uh that it's like hmm, right. it seems to be like taking like this stance but really it's not taking any as much as it's trying to present it's, it's like trying to present a sort of a full a broad view. I really don't know how they feel about the way that the cops are acting. Like they're just like we we didn't see any good cops. No. Really? No, not at really. any point. Like if they're trying to present a broad, broad spectrum, we did not get a hero cop. We only got fascist cops. It was so interesting how it was just like I think in two episodes we got like at least three illegal searches and seizures. Like they just couldn't stop doing things without a warrant. I think that yeah. I I I interpreted that as the showrunners didn't know any other part of the law that would like invalidate <laughs> something. So they're like, yeah, well, we could, I guess it's an illegal search and seizure again." Well, and we get like a government corruption villain song and like this is the only yeah. non the wire police show I've ever seen that like gets into like government official corruption like that which is very that funny. song was so fucking fun and it's a song that, that song so i loved great. when they do she was a pretty little thing and they do the cur- the curvy hands uh while singing Love the curvy judge. Hands. we gotta be doing the curvy hands more i yeah man really exaggerated curvy hands always funny really narrow curvy hands when we're talking about yeah. travis and his flat ass i love my curvy hands <laughs> These are your own words, Travis. You have said before you have a Hank Hill body type. Jokingly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to hang out with a lot, so I was really self-conscious about it. Uh, it's going to rock when Steven has <laughs> to put really the, sensor na- the sensor sound <laughs> over that name. Uh, yeah, and then, um, uh, and then uh, LaRusso uh, fucking uh, shoots the guy. Um, he, uh, this is, uh, I've been playing a bunch of Hitman. Of course. When are you not? Uh, for a while, but yeah. So I, I picked it back up because of some events that were happening here, uh, where we were playing. We did like a big game night with that, and this felt mm. extremely like one of those times in Hitman where I get frustrated with the mission stories and just decide to shoot the guy, because it was like the guy is handcuffed. They're like, "All right," and then he's just like, "You all fucked up." All right, and then just like turns around and uh, shoots the guy, and. Yeah, uh, it's only the second most insane shooting because I think earlier in the episode is where we get Ronnie Cox and I believe it is um, uh, Ernie Hudson, and he pulls out like the antique revolvers and then draws down with that <sighs> robot thing. That was very confusing for me, dude. This scene genuinely thought the show was garbage, but. That scene, like it's just it's just proof that no matter what, like everybody has a good idea. Even the worst people have a good idea. <laughs> this the idea that like there is a guy, there's a cop who every day 
does a fake shootout with revolvers that used to belong to who was who is it again? Do you guys remember what famous? No, no I remember the scene. <laughs> yeah, he what has did guns. You watch the episode, Travis. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah, no, that it it has fully left your brain. It's like guns that belong to Billy the Kid or somebody, like some famous outlaw, revolvers. And every day, he opens a closet where a where a cowboy sort of cardboard cutout machine that has an arm that lifts like he has a fake shootout with it every day and wins and then it says tell my mom i love her as it turns off and then he goes about his day amazing he just fires guns in his office every day he open palms every day a a vhs copy of wild bill hickok's shootout and he does the favorite moves along with his favorite character you don't remember this scene travis what happened no were you? I don't know. I was sex? looking at my phone. Like, what like, happened? No, I have COVID. I'm just sitting in my room. <laughs> I've, if Travis was having, yeah, hold it's on. the COVID <laughs> fog. <laughs> like some cop rocks on in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I lost. I lost my virginity to cop rock. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Somebody, someone in 1990, eight, maybe out of did. the eight million people. <laughs> Fourteen. Well, eight million, eight million people watched the finale. It bottomed out at 6.5 with episode 9, but it came back for the finale. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was probably looking at my phone or something. Like, that's <laughs> usually the most likely answer. I can't be like, oh, I have COVID brain because that just has not been true. You could that's lie. This whole thing. No. Yeah, you could that just would be better you could than make excuses. No, can, you, can you tell a lie was not on that test, surprisingly. So I think <laughs> that my score is lower than, than it could be. So anyways, yeah, that's cop rock. Yeah, he shoots the guy who does it. Yeah, and there's like a, a unity among the cops who are there basically saying, I didn't see anything other than the guy pulling a gun on him and he responded in self-defense. The like dude doing the fucking like crime scene uh, yeah, the guy from inf- cleanup work is like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, that must be what happens. That's consistent with my findings. Some like blowhard dude is like, I'm going to get you, you dirty cop. Yeah, there's like a yeah. guy from Infernal Affairs that... There's a guy there from Internal Affairs. Uh, <laughs> nope, a guy from Internal Affairs. Internal Affairs. Welcome to Internal Affairs. Dude, you know how sick Cop Rock would be if uh, we Tony specialize in Faustian bargains. We're, we're we're talking on two different uh, levels here, but I do like because they aren't I, aware that that's okay. a movie. Okay, I have seven million dollars. <laughs> I have seven million dollars. A yeah. Fantasy procedural about demon detectives called Infernal Affairs. <laughs> what are we thinking here, folks? Yeah, sure. Isn't that evil? it's kind of kind of a, a script oh, flip evil? of I don't know. Paramount Plus's absolutely instant classic show Evil? That's the because they're show. investigating demonic activities. But I want them to be right. demons. But they're not demons themselves. Demons infect, infesting inspecting mundane activities. Yeah, this takes place in Pandemonium, the capital city of hell. And also, I need $20 million per episode to render this in CGI. Of course. Yeah. I'd probably watch it. If, if like, you guys in the group chat were like, Matt, this seems like a show you'd like, I'd probably put it on. What's a, what's your pretty face is going to hell about? That was the Adult Swim show with demons, but I think it was, like, your a workplace comedy. Going to you know, yeah. he had done, Terrible. Stephen Bochco had done Doogie Howser at this point. That's true. And then he's like, listen, guys, I got this idea cop rock it lasted three months <sighs> then he's like okay guys don't worry don't worry i got this other idea okay it's an animated sitcom and it's about the mice and rat and roaches that live in the basement and the walls of the white house okay and we're gonna call it capital critters and you're like steven 
you said it's based in the White House, but you're spelling this. You, you're talking about the U.S. Capitol. Those are different things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to have why, Neil Patrick that's Harris failed. and Bobcat Goldthwait and Great. Frank Welker. Great. And wow. what else do you need? And that went, that lasted 13 episodes. One month. And went, uh, and went a and month. And we're covering and it next week. And we're covering it next week. Yes. Uh, um, oh, so the cats, <laughs> the cats played by Frank Welker are characters of then presidents George, then President George H. W. Bush and Vice President Dan Quayle. What if we were like, what if we were yeah, like blank great. check, but for showrunners? No, I was just thinking about if we did showrunner <laughs> miniseries and just the rest of the botchkovers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Hunt was a Capital voice on this Critters. show. I wonder what what do you think uh, what do you think the Bobcat Goldthwait animal sounded like? Probably sounded like Bobcat Goldthwait. I wondered yeah. if anyone here could do a Bobcat Goldthwait. That was I was thinking the other day about if I could do a good Goldthwait, but I feel like if I try and do it, I can't. Like, I don't know. I was like convinced in the shower that I was like, I bet I could do a good Goldthwait, and I already forgot. I could do a good. I could do a lesser known. I could do a good Goldthwait sibling Alan Goldthwait impression. He kind of just sounds like me. I gotta look up uh, pain quotes from Hercules to try and do a Goldthwait. No, I can't get all the boys were named Hercules and the girls were named Brittany. Was was he appeared on ER but was unseen? Pain or panic? He's pain. Why? Why? Okay. He's the one that sounds like ask, Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm going to ask a right. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask a question. Is it weird that I think of Bobcat Goldthwait as non-binary? Is that a weird thing for me to think? <laughs> also, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, I, mean, I think he, that's he's weird. Not so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not. That you're just misgendering Bobcat Goldthwait. I don't mean I'm. I don't mean I'm actively purposefully misgendering this man i just mean that i have to be reminded that he's a man that's all i mean like that's i don't like you know what i mean hmm. like i just keep i thinking. like to think of him as a trickster spirit more than a person <laughs> also <laughs> careful you've gotta you've gotta hang the garland around the tree this year bobcat goldthwaite will come so one plot line that we kind of glossed over a bit unless it happened while I was away, is the uh, is the woman whose baby uh, was oh, taken right. from her um, during the heroin drug bust and then given back, and then there was the cop who was really really trying to get her to go to a program to get sober, and we keep seeing her, uh, and the captain calls her a sucker, and then uh, at the end, so the the final scene of this episode is a song about the Sandman coming. Um, uh, the, the, honestly, this, this I think was the best, one of the most poor taste songs. I think the, to me. I think the best song, it was so bad. The, 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 one of the best songs about the Sandman coming, if you ask me, I think probably the best one. Um, <laughs> I think there's a better song about the Sandman coming. It's not um, as good as Mr. Sandman by Matt Saracen. <laughs> Sorry, what? What? <laughs> What is uh, that? The you don't remember the Mr. Sandman at some point? Yeah, to comfort his grandma. That's what turns Julie on about him. Oh my god! 
And he does it in the <laughs> voice of his grandpa. So he's right. Like Holy man. fucking shit. Was, wait, was that, is that the episode where we enter the like movie came out of the wrong month of verse? Yes, is that the yes, same yes. episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he took Julie out on a date and it went bad. What, what did they see? Aragon. They Aragon. saw Aragon months yeah. before Aragon came out. <laughs> it's not the time Smash went to the movies and in the background there's a poster that says Mussolini <laughs> Boulevard <laughs> and we talked about that for <laughs> fucking 20 minutes or whatever. What, am I the only one who remembers these things? Yes, I has miss listened I, I to miss the that. Has anyone listened to the current Friday Night Lights episode by episode podcast no. by former cast members? I'm in litigation with them. No, I, I yeah, fuck them. Uh, anyway, the last song she sings about you know how the end is coming for us and also sells her baby for two hundred dollars um which she fought for a bunch of times it's very grim very grim uh really grim considering that this is a fucking there's a musical number happening yeah well, before and ha- after it is dark she sings she sings no. And then, yes, uh, Ian's favorite musical is uh, Spring Awakening. So, In fact, some she, musicals urge you to turn off the dark. Wait, what's that one? It's like Fun, uh, fun House, House of Fun. What's that really, go home. What's that really dark one? Fun. In fun Home? What? Fun Home, thank what? you. The, oh, uh, they did do it. They did a, yeah, did, no, was yeah. that a musical? They you got me. Yeah, yeah, got it, me. It, it won like yeah, a bunch home. of Tonys, too. I forgot. Yeah, it's yeah. like incredibly grim. Um, House of Fun. But uh, if there's a musical fan on here hearing me say House of Fun, they're clawing their eyes out. But yeah, before You know that musical House of Pain, you know? (laughs) Jump around. What the fuck just happened on Steven's camera? Yeah, what the hell? Do you have have a ghost? (laughs) Bro, bro, there's a ghost. What the fuck? (laughs) Turn this on. What the fuck just happened, bro? What What is is that? What the hell? I'm actually quite frightened. There's a spirit here in the room with us. What the hell just happened? Jesus Christ. Did anybody get a screenshot of that? I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) That suddenly just was there. That's so scary, guys. Um, (laughs) Paranormal activity over here. Um. Anyway, she sold her baby. She sells you know her baby. who that baby yeah. grew up to be? Milo Ventimiglia. That's a joke about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I thought it was about This Is Us, but... No, no, no. He played... He, he, he... Oh, that show's over now, right? Is yes, he, we can is, cover is, it. Is I thought the, about doing uh, that, it as soon as it ended. that one conservative guy that caused a riot at Cal? No, that's don't, Milo Yiannopoulos. Don't do that to Milo. <sighs> don't do that to Jess. Don't no. do that to Jess. Don't do the voice. Guys, we still have the finale. Sure? Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, she sold her baby. It seemed like she's selling it to a nice family or something, at least, or not an online baby auction or whatever. No, but. they were they actually <laughs> okay. were casing that baby for weeks. <laughs> yeah, but in like the it like through the through uh, less nefarious channels, maybe. I don't know. So would you guys watch more cop rock? No. No. No? I don't I wouldn't watch more, but I think it's high on the list of shows they should reboot. Yes. 100%. Oh, dude, but imagine who would be in this shit John if they Bernthal. rebooted it now. Leah Michelle's return to television. Oh. James Corden. Who's like, no, okay, stop. Okay, no, who, I'm trying to think of like, a, who's like a hard-nosed guy who actually is a musical, music and dance guy? Like uh, Hugh Jackman. See, I don't know. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Well, Jackman. So Hugh Jackman, Jackman tried to do a musical television show. Yeah. It was called Viva Laughlin, and it lasted two episodes. Yeah, that's why I'm picking it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the, who originates from theater except for like jonathan groff 
So KJ Appa could be could do this. <laughs> also, um, Hugh Jackman is only slightly in Viva Laughlin. He's the executive producer, but he wasn't really right. in the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that true. Jamie Bell would be a great choice. Billy Elliot himself. David Diggs. I don't know. Mm. Oh, David Diggs would be all over this ship. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't like imagining this. I think we're going to have to start selling it. I mean, is this technically a Disney property? Uh, like, they have access to um, people who can write uh, all sorts well, of songs. Well, so... Can you imagine the subject of Cops in 2023 as a musical in a post-Hamilton world? The, Ky- the Kylie Jenner Pepsi ad would be, like, taken to the next level by... Something like that happening on a modern cop rock. Travis, it's definitely not a Disney show because Disney didn't buy ABC until 95. Okay. Mm. So it's since it aired before and is under like it's actually. Oh, fuck. You're kidding me. Oh, so no. 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so, so it is Disney. Okay, so it is ah! <laughs> <laughs> they could do it. The mouse got us again. <laughs> Pull it out of the hey. vault. Hey there, kid. We heard you said that this might not be our television program. They have a they have a I'm working relationship with Lin Manuel Miranda. They could do it. I'm introducing our new character. Uh, it's the villain of this podcast. It's Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Steamboat Willie. It's it's uh, it's uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Thanks for listening to the last episode of As You Know, everybody. <laughs> We've been, been assassinated. How about yeah. how about? Police? Oh, punk. Fucking! I've killed again. You know, two people died playing polo against Walt. Nah. Or, or maybe police pop? Cop pop? No, no, no. no. Cop, we can't be cop. We can't, we can't, neither word can be the same. Uh, police pop. Mm. Defense force trip hop. That's my favorite JRPG. Mm. That's my favorite. Th- no, that's my favorite. Defense force trip hop is my favorite uh, twin stick shooter. Fuzz funk. If I were, were going to name this show, the one that we described for the 2023 like woke audience, I would call it Rap Sheet. That's a good name. That's a good name. It's a good name. Lin-Manuel Miranda, get on this shit. I know you listen. I know you listen to this podcast, (laughs) Lin. I think I've discussed this previously on the podcast, but it is pointed out to me that the Richard Lewis, that's a good change, that's a good change joke from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights is among my most accidentally like referenced things because it's just Mm -hmm. firmly in my brain. Did these episodes have names? Uh, the first one was called Pilot, and the last one is called Bang the Pots Slowly. Pots, P-O-T-T-S, because yes. that's one of the characters, I oh. guess. I could not okay. get a hold on who anyone was in the show, mostly because I couldn't is... distinguish them because it was in 360p. Pots <laughs> is the guy who was LaRusso's... <laughs> Cannot stress how lo-fi this was. <laughs> could not this see made shit. the Party of Fives that we watched look like Planet Earth. I like, really... It was... <laughs> <laughs> I really did struggle with this part. And then I went to see if I could find a better quality. And I was like, no, I can't. This is just, I just have to live with this. And could not see goddamn shit. That's why I had the moment where I was like, oh my God, is that Armin Shimmerman, who we didn't talk enough about in the first episode? He was the lawyer. He was also, you know, like the principal in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but did not appear in any of the episodes. Uh, He was, of course, Quark the Ferengi. In that uh, he's really good friends with um, Wallace Shawn. Great person to be good friends with. Uh, Another great reason to watch Evil, Wallace, by the way. Wallace you can Shawn. cut out my... Wallace Shawn is all over the most recent season of Evil. Is he a demon? He's not a demon. He's a priest. He's a gay priest. 
I can only imagine what one of the most like. Jewish guys of all time playing a priest. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Armin Shimmerman, who played the, the lawyer and, as I said, was Quark on um, Deep Space Nine, the Star Trek show, which we will cover one day. Armin Shimmerman. He was also, as I said earlier, he was Dr. Nefarious in the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Uh, and he uh, was, he was, oh, he was uh, Andrew Ryan in Bioshock. He has, a, yeah. he wrote a novel about, um, about his character from uh, Deep Space Nine, Quark. Uh, he loses his bar and is imprisoned as a result of the diplomatic crisis between the Bajoran and the Ferengi governments. And the novel is an allegory for the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. And, Does he talk at the end huh. of Deep Space Nine about what a good character it was? Like in the what? final scene? Uh, I, I oh, that's Ronnie Cox. <laughs> uh, I, oh, he rep- uh, this is, I think, the first time we've ever had anyone who was in PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale appear on this, po- or appear in this television program <laughs> covered by this podcast. I was looking up that roster recently because in, uh, in God of War Ragnarok, they make a reference to it. There's there's a part in God of War where Mimir asks Kratos like, I heard you took part in like a great battle featuring and like he like describes like several I hate PlayStation All Stars characters including goes and the greatest musician of all time referring to Parappa the rapper, and then Kratos is like I would not like to talk about that. Okay, so are we to understand that PlayStation All Stars is canonical in every one of the games that PlayStation All Stars mm. come from? Yes. 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 Mm. <laughs> we both independently were like, well, it's time to bust out our... To do the uh, Kratos voice. Yeah. Ugh. He has... I, we should just get to this episode. I did. There's one thing in God of War that made me laugh a lot, but we don't need to... I haven't played it. it. It's better if you play it. So Larissa uh, rejoins the police force because he uh, killed a guy. Uh, well, and so he also we, op- we open with... A woman graphically oh. describing her sexual assault, and then we get the first song, and which is like all the other ones being like into song herself. Yeah, I was so dreading that, and I'm like, well, at least they I pushed it to having it. other people do it, and in, in the next scene, that they're gonna go get still hor- I mean, the dude's landlord the from the Big Lebowski. Yes, yes, it and it's so like bad. a hair, it's like a hair metal song with the the pinch harmonics and the riff they kept flying were fucking killing me every time they played. I could not fucking all, believe they all did not write the songs singers. in the finale. By the way, everybody's a bad singer. Yeah, that's the one thing that Riverdale has on this in terms of musical numbers, which is they did have the good. They decided to tune the voices, even though I think their auto tune sounds bad, god awful. Yeah, he sounds like dog shit, but at least he's in tune because they like. Forced the waveform to be in tune. Yes. The, uh, uh, let me introduce a new segment to you, readers, uh, and your listeners, which is uh, when conversation about Riverdale starts, I'm just going to be over here drinking my drink until the conversation about Riverdale ends. It's like Thunderstruck, the old drinking game. You remember my, that one? My, the two, pe- the two people that the two people that I watch Riverdale with, we watched the f- finale of the fifth season. Uh, and they were like, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or the sixth season, rather. And they're like, well, I'm done. We're not watching the last one. And I was like, there's one more! What? There's one season there's left! One why would you, why would you quit now? Fuck that. I'm mad about it. Um, so we we skipped an entire plot line, again, unless we didn't, and I just wasn't paying attention, um, which was this... In episode one? Yeah. 
but it, we're going back to episode one because because I'm going to talk about back. where it goes. I see in this episode. I see. Yeah, uh, because we have to talk about. So did we not talk about the the guys like I can't believe she chose me song? We did. Talk I, about we that. did. We, we talked, talked about, about the blocking. I think you were, we talked about you were how I liked it a little bit. We talked yeah. about how it was on a Randy. Newman we talked album about how it was released on an Aunt Randy Newman album. <laughs> that was named the sixth best album of the decade by Robert Christgau. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the the girl who gets hit on by her partner, but is actually dating the yeah. older man. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. So well, we did. We didn't talk. Oh, is that about, who that is? I couldn't again. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. To me, <laughs> I knew that there were there were two people who were experiencing the things described by <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really the podcast is back because it's Stephen going. I'd like to go back to something we skipped, and it's not a thing we skipped at all. Hey, I provided some important context about the about the life of yeah. this about this. Well, how did you not get that? Because the whole second episode is Dude, they're I, getting they're breaking off their marriage or or uh, engagement. I think. Yeah, that I and I was Th- like, because why? they're breaking off their be- because of the guy who's sexually harassing right, her. Because in the first he's episode? jealous of the guy who's sexually harassing her, and she's like, it's actually nothing. It's actually nothing. You're being shitty, and he's like, I don't care. I have opinions about my own body that lead me to believe that you could not never be faithful. And then she sings a song about picking up the pieces. Yes. That's one of the weirdest reasons for divorce I've ever heard is like, he I'm says, just too ugly. He says, he says I gonna, don't want to be the you're guy. You're going to cheat on me eventually. He says, I don't want to be the guy that- Did I'm Randy Newman write that one too? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever. No, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the one that song. feels most like this. But he did What's not that? write the song; uh, just the uh, finale. I'm just some uggo, and you're gonna cheat on me eventually. So let me break it. I don't off. think that's. I don't think there was a song about that. I think he just says it. Um, anyway, he says out loud, um, "I don't want to be the guy at the party that's asking everybody where his wife is." Yeah. To sort of encapsulate, he doesn't want to be the guy at the party whose wife's dick is in someone's ass. Yeah. I get it. I don't. Yeah, it's don't extremely. You know what happened is he watched uh, Boogie Nights, and then <laughs> what? he's like, "That's me." He said, "There I am." <laughs> <laughs> Matt just quoted Boogie Nights. Right? Why are we talking like he didn't do that? Adding to it. Oh wait, he quoted Boogie Nights. That's I what the my, was my wife's right dick now. is. Some guy's ass <laughs> is yeah a thing Macy says in Boogie Nights. Ian. Ian. There's a difference between me not paying attention and me not recognizing a quote from a movie I've seen. I once. know, but I guess it's just like <laughs> I've this never is seen a movie. The only time that direct line has been said on this podcast about Boogie Nights, and it is Ian's most quoted <laughs> Boogie Nights line by far. It really is <laughs> probably is true. I don't Ian, know, do you actually, hate I, being friends wait, with no, me? Is that what this is? Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is, is, like, this is just oh, who God. I am. Yeah, yeah. Mine is I'm an idiot. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's God. such. That's such. A, I love the reprisal of that by Barry Keoghan and Benchy's Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Why? What if we just talked about Paul Thomas Anderson instead of talking about cop rock? <laughs> no. Um. D- did any of his books I get like turned PTA, into a TV but, show? You know. What? what did any Paul Thomas Anderson book get turned into a TV did show? Did he ever write a book? His books? Who is he thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 
you guys have three guesses for the real name of the author I'm thinking of? Thomas Pinchon. You got it in one track. I knew it was going to be Thomas Pinchon. <laughs> Paul W.S. Pinchon. Okay. Is this no. anything? That doesn't make no. sense. It doesn't get better than his real middle name. I just found his out. real middle name is Ruggles. I just Thomas found Pinchon. out. Yeah. Like, I might have been with one of you guys when I found this out, but I found out sometime last month what the plot of Gravity's Rainbow is. I had no idea that it was Steven, about... We told you on the podcast. podcast. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's the one where there was like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> is that also the one you were Matt was reading where he talked about like there's a part where literally he does like judo chop like from Austin Powers? And that, <laughs> yes, and it's book. so fucking funny. <laughs> What, what are our names, Stephen? He's, he's gonna hang himself with his headphones cord. What he's, are our names? He's, he's stringing it up. He's stringing it up. There's a hook. I'm getting the good news, got, but I need you to tell me what my name is <laughs> and everyone else on this podcast. I think you have a concussion. You can't go to sleep. I need to know everyone else's name. It's the name. ghost, Ian. It's the ghost. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my. I'm actually the ghost. I'm trying my best to pretend to be Stephen and do what Stephen does, so no one suspects me. But actually, I'm currently possessing the body. I can't get. For those of you, I don't know how he cut this. There was a moment where something appeared on Stephen's screen, and to everyone else, the only I, I, honest to God, apparition yeah, out of nowhere. And the only explanation was there was a ghost, and it hung around there for a second, and I, I was frightened, and now it was a piece of fuzz. Chaos, but yeah, and Travis is a logical man because he doesn't want to believe. So, anyways, the investigation is initiated after multiple college students report being sexually assaulted and raped by an unknown assailant. This is where I got something yes. for you. The bad song plays. LaRusso yes. joins the force and a song called The Ties That or Ties That Bind play. Jesus. But it is yes. not they play the ties that bind off the river and The other night yeah. <laughs> The other night I was out with friends and some friends right now are doing this um, monthly album challenge uh, where they're listening to an, an album that they've somehow never listened to before. Uh, every day through the month ideally. Steven is one of the friends. Hi and I was throwing out some suggestions. And somehow we landed on Bruce Springsteen, and one of my friends, a man that I love and care about, said that Born to Run is his fifth best album, and I was ready to throw hands. Fist best? That's a fist. classic type of guy. Of I know, people. and I was ready to throw hands. And this is like the beefiest friend of mine. If he turned around and then oh, is like, his like, best album is Lucky Town or whatever, I, I feel I mean, like I, The thing is, is he could but... only then name two albums that he would put ahead, and so I was like, oh, look at you. Yeah, okay, yeah, fuck fan off. here. I have a I have a tunnel of love friend. Yeah, we all have that like, friend. Sure. Jeff like, yeah, like he's been on the podcast. He's canon. We can say his <laughs> That's name. That's true. <laughs> One of the most tunnel of love people of all time. We I texted him on Christmas to find out what that answer was for him as we talked about Springsteen with my parents. Like just sitting around a few of us and I was like, I gotta see what Jeff's deranged answer is. And my mom was like, I understand. Yeah. Weird. Weird take. It's it a weird was. take, but it makes sense. Like, it makes more sense than being like, I'm a devils and dust man myself, or whatever. I don't know. What doesn't make yeah. sense is the existence of cop rock. Um, makes perfect sense. Yeah, they it's... sing the song. Yeah, the guy's back. They sing another song. I love that they got reunited. a warrant. They got a warrant to search one of the addresses, but the guy lived in a half address. So he was able right. To so it didn't work enough. It, I was very confused. By Ian, it. like your warrant is outside. Ian, don't do not say the address that I live at, Stephen. <laughs> I won't say the address that you live at. But you do have a half address. I have a half and address. You should take advantage of take this advantage if you ever, 
if you ever have your door bashed down with a battering ram. And I'll just be like, Ad, that says beep, not beep, and a half. Do some do some uh, murdering. like uh, I'm just saying um, the old podcast had the moment where I believe, maybe it was this podcast, where you listed my address in the middle of recording. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> That's fine. It's not live. I know, but it was. We could say whatever it was we weird want. That he included a social security number, but yeah. Still. But Matt, 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 you know what's the difference? You were editing that episode. <laughs> guys, we Fair. guys, we dox ourselves on here every day. You know, you say, "Joining me from Dublin, Ireland, is Stephen Doughton. That is my live location. My kids are in danger. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get assassinated." <laughs> Okay, why, so wait, the other thing... Why was that Murray from Flight of the Conqueror? <laughs> it was very New Zealand, wasn't it? <laughs> it was extremely fucking Reese Darby. Oh, so Kiwi. Oh, they're going to get assassinated, ain't they? Assassinated. Oh, oh it's so the me. Other, the other Darby. major plot what? of this episode... The other major plot of this episode is that the corrupt mayor wants to run for Senate. And she has yet another... She has, I, think, I think she has a couple songs... Uh, and she starts doing. The did awful, we get her filming commercials? The, pl- the plot for her in this episode is she used to be ugly and now she's pretty. That's her plot. But they said she was a pretty little thing yeah. when she got to LA in her previous song. Right, so she was pretty, and then she ungot pretty, and then they repretied her. Right. Hard to tell. She was a blur of pixels. But she, she, uh, she's she, she is she is yeah, she didn't she didn't seem different you, to me. Have you ever seen the movie Ian? Or have you ever seen the movie Travis? Uh, she's once again all that. She was <laughs> no. once all that. <laughs> she once she was all that, and now she is again. <laughs> she returns to all that. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad I, got, has, I got I got a little bit of appreciation for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so she does a commercial <laughs> and like the old people that are working on the ad with her start com- start doing workplace grievances with the directors when they were like we were supposed to get lunch i'm gonna like you should get a penalty for that like they just start like citing like labor law for actors or whatever and the guy goes damn it i told you we should have gone to vancouver and done this non-union i and they love start this. talking ian must love the guy who goes i worked on john ford's classic the searchers that was me yeah. <laughs> a very I natural hate, line of dialogue i hate those awful twins what is the deal with those twins? I've never liked twins. Anytime I see twins, I get nervous. Yeah. Travis, personally, already told th- we already did a whole Coors Light bit like two episodes I love ago, twins. so we're not going to do it. <laughs> a lot of other things. I love a lot of things. Additionally, But twins. not twins! <laughs> <laughs> just two creepy guys just standing side by side <laughs> staring at the camera. <laughs> if you got the if you got the Senate candidate to say and twins on this show, <laughs> yeah. By the end, with the meta shit that they did, I really that doesn't seem completely out of the question. No. If it had made sense era wise, yeah. But it's nineteen ninety, so they would instead right. reference Spuds McKenzie or something. I love Spuds McKenzie though. But you know who I love even more than Spuds McKenzie? Slurms McKenzie. That's right. We're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about uh, Futurama instead of Cop Rock. Oh, I wanted to talk about Paul McCrane's hair because he's such uh, a like intensely bald man to my understanding. <laughs> and here he is with these like big curls. I couldn't see. I couldn't see him. I couldn't see these curls. The vo- because I've been watching so much ER, the voice also jumps out. I was like, ah, yes, that's him. And then a cur- curly hair on this bald figure. 
I don't know. Kind of had a yeah, I mean, it reminds me. It going. kind of reminded me of uh, Howie Mandel on the first episode of ER. Yes. Uh, like, that's not, not ER. Right. Uh, you that's mean um, St. Elsewhere. Uh, what yeah, the fuck? St. Elsewhere. That's, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, we talk about the warrant. We talk about the dude's landlord. Well, okay. So, we. I mean, what happens is they aren't able to arrest the dude's landlord. Because he's got a show. He would love to see them there to see his cycles uh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, dude, the rent was due on the the, the third. It's a night. Whenever you can get to me. They wind up. What they decide to do though is they're gonna bring him in under bullshit charges. So uh, they antagonize him until he uh, basically lightly touches a police officer, and then they arrest him for assaulting a police officer. Again, they, they, they do bring this on in. David Simon shows. It's weird they, to yeah. see them just like, oh, you're assaulting an officer. They pull him over for having a, a, a like a left tire on the right side of the car, and, and then, then a deta- detached mat, attached a detached mat, the- and an and an open tissue box. Yes, and uh, so then what happens is they uh, decide to release him immediately upon bringing him in, and then walk him through the area where uh, the woman. He raped one of the women he raped is uh, just sitting there so she can have a horrible time and immediately yeah. ID him. And uh, they're like, hey, look at that fucking shit. We did a great fucking job. Ain't we? Look at us. The boys in blue. We out here. We defend the society. When and there's then, the one guy and then he, like, explains, he explains to one of the 13 cops that did an illegal search and seizure <laughs> in these two episodes that uh, you don't break the rules as a cop. You only bend them. Because if you break them, it looks bad, and if you bend them, you You're get away with cop. it. You're a bad cop. Yeah. And then there's commercial break, and then a song about the show getting canceled. Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah, or that's really. Does an Elvis, or someone does an Elvis impression. Don't fucking wipe away how quickly we have to talk about "Will Write Again," which is a hilarious name for the song. <laughs> that's the end of the television program. That has never once been. Why convinced. would that show ever write again? We're just talking about when it's going to write again. It's going to be Lin Manuel Miranda, David Diggs, Selena is having Gomez. A fat, is having a fat lady sing in your finale uh, bingo board thing? Because it's happened at least twice. What was the other time? Saying Elsewhere did a whole bit with it because there was like the oh, woman yeah. who was like yeah. in a musical or whatever. Uh, I feel like Frasier did that too. I don't am remember I, am that. I confusing that with another? It just seems like Frasier would do that because the opera. Mm, yes, Frasier. How clever it is. You know, you've got a fat lady singing in the finale. Oh, isn't that a bit trite? Did you know the show yeah. was nominated Frager. for five Emmys and it won? Yes, two? and it won two <laughs> for the and they're both and they're for these two episodes, I believe. I think it's for the pilot. For the... It's just both for the pilot. Outstanding edited for a series, single camera production, and outstanding achievement in music and lyrics. So when Randy Newman does not Randy... a not a lot of stiff competition in outstanding achievement does... in music and lyrics for the right Emmys. because this, this show guys... invented music so there was does... no competition so it won. <laughs> does does Randy Newman have an egot? No, he doesn't have an egot. What doesn't? But he, he has a he has a he doesn't have a Tony. I don't think he has a Tony, so I think he has an ego probably. He sure does have an ego. Well, I I pronounce egot ego e. because that's how you would say it if you were French and yeah. uh, that's yeah, fancier. That's how David Mamet would pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> has he ever even been nominated for a Tony? Or he has not. Does he have a Grammy? Yeah, he has seven Grammys. He's okay, Randy Newman. What are we on about here? The yeah, Grammys. I don't know how the Grammys. Like, they never come make sense. on. If I ha- if I had an emo 
Oh, sorry, an ego. Um, I don't know the M came from. Uh, an Emmy, um, an MTV music yeah. award. <laughs> <laughs> an yeah. Someone has that trio. Someone Wait does. Wait a second. So, like, if we throw in, like, country music awards, kids' choice awards, like, if we throw in all this shit. Critics' what, choice what's awards. The, what is the best word that we can make from all of the... That's a great question. I, I like this I question. know Randy Newman is also in the in the Rock Hall. Do you add that? Oh, uh, you know what? His... Randy Newman has three Emmys. Would you like to guess what the other two are from? No idea. A show that will one day cover Monk. Because he also, of course, did the oh, music. I was going to say Mozart in the Jungle. I can't wait for us to cover Mozart in the Jungle. <laughs> a show that I've thought about uh, the next time I have like a really bad fever. What if I just saw how many episodes <laughs> I could watch? Because it's probably the most forgotten television show I could think of. And it stars Gael Garcia Barnal, a man I adore. You don't want to watch for words. Sure. Yeah. Right, what's won, the other one no, for? It won a bunch of Golden Globes. And you know how you win Golden Globes, Travis? You pay for them. You pay for them. <laughs> so the American way. So if you had a um, gun, and I had to kill everyone on Cop Rock. If you had a Grammy, an Emmy, an MTV Music Awards, an Oscar, and a Tony. Sorry, that's not what I wanted to say. If you had a, <laughs> if you had a Grammy, an Emmy. A CMT Music Award, a Kids' Choice Award, and an Oscar. You could have a gecko. Um, <laughs> okay, so Lily Tomlin has a Daytime Emmy Award, a Primetime Emmy Award, a Golden Globe, a Grammy, a Tony Award, a Kennedy no Center vowels. Honor, a no Peabody Award, I need the a Mike Twain Prize. No, shut up. The Mark Twain Prize for American Humor and a Screen <laughs> Actor Guild Lifetime I Achievement need, Award. No so vowels. what can we do with Not those? a single vowel? There's no, there's no vowels, Ian. I can't do anything. I have Oscar! A horrible, I have no, a there's no Oscar. Oscar. She doesn't have an Oscar. I have, uh, a, I have a horrible Scrabble board. Do you do SAG for do the Screen anything. Actors Guild? So. Uh, does anyone have an Annie that you could throw in there? Uh or an AVN award, perhaps. <laughs> oh, AVN award. That would be nice. What is AVN? That's, That's the, the adult, adult Video News video Awards. News, yeah. so Wait, got, uh, news? Porn. It's Adult I Video th- News? <laughs> I believe that is what it stands for. <laughs> that sucks. check that. So if you oh, had, I'm always checking in on the Adult the- Video News. Yeah, adult video news because it's no, from it, it's rewarded by a, by one of the trades in the in the porn industry. Mm. So if you had a CMT music award, if you had an AVN, if you had a Screen Actors Guild award, a Kids Choice award, an Emmy, and a Tony, you could have a casket. I feel like that would be really fun. Wow, it's very funny to imagine writing porn trades. Here's no here's they, here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. You get a Screen Actors Guild award, a Kids Choice yeah. award, you get an, you get an mm-hmm. a, a, adult. Video, you know, whatever award. AVM. You get a, you get yeah. a Tony. You get an Emmy. You spell skate, and you win that level of Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the woman who played the mayor was married to Bodko, uh from 1970 to 1997. So, I really wonder. Uh, and she was the star of many of his television shows. Mm. Uh, yeah, Murder, okay. Murder One, one of his shows. Uh, I wrote that one down on my, like, future picks. It has uh, some guys. Oh, it's got the... Oh, we got we got Tooch. Shit, we should watch this show. Tooch. That was, um, that was Cop Rock. Do we have more to say about Cop Rock? No. <laughs> uh, I really yeah. lost the plot there sometimes. We talked about autism a decent amount tonight. 
I don't know. I mean, Cop Rock, so much of it. I can't believe Travis only had the. I can't believe Travis's score was that low. It's because there were a lot of questions about, like, I'm a sympathetic person, and I think that I am. Like, you know, there are a lot of things. You know, just rude to Ian for fun. Okay, so I I said I said yes to pretty much all of those and still got a eighty seven. I don't know like, where were you. Where were you on the mouthfeel question? Uh, I I am not sensitive to texture at all. Okay, those or like really really any feeling stuff. It's really all sound for me. Okay, yeah, the a lot of the sensory stuff. I was like whatever, except for maybe touch. So the thing things. like. The thing about me is I didn't make a friend before I was like 14 basically. Um so and I I like considered a lot of the things. I answered a lot of the things only now because <laughs> I couldn't but what? Yeah, Ian thinking about your friendship timeline I was like wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I became friends with Steven at 13. We really only started hanging out at 14 in any real way. Like, I knew great. you when we were 13. Whatever. I think if I didn't, didn't hang out outside of school, school like, I wouldn't have had friends early on. So, Yeah, so that was Cop Rock, uh, which was uh, what we expected. And since it was Travis's pick, that means, Matt, you are up next. How are you continuing us through our month of shows that only go one season? And I understand if you pick, if you switch from your pick, but having mentioned it to a friend yesterday, uh, their response was, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? If you are standing by that original <laughs> choice. I will, n- I, listen, I'm sorry. I don't want this to be my pick, but it does feel yes, the you, most appropriate. You do. You, do. you, you no one's making I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but I do want to cover feet. it. I got, my feet are warm. I want to cover it. I think it'll be fun to cover it, but I think it'll be rough to watch. We're going to be watching the uh, the obviously short-lived Nick Kroll vehicle, Cavemen. Oh fuck yes! That's not ne- that's not nearly as bad as what I was thinking it would be. The first episode didn't air because it was too racist. You can only see it on YouTube, which we will be doing. Yes, we'll be watching the first episode on YouTube. And it's going to be hard to talk about a show that didn't air because it was too racist. Although it probably would have aired in like, you know, whatever, 1970, which some of the shows that we've watched did, you know, so it's probably yeah. like fine. I can't or maybe it wouldn't. Maybe um, it's so racist. Do we have anyone that wants to talk about uh, it or do we just want to say random things about <laughs> Caveman? I can. I don't know. Okay, I'm, Travis, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. You tell me everything from Caveman, and I'm just going to give you a little set of tea up since we know that you'll have a little bit. I also want you to cover why the show's venue was tra- changed from Atlanta to San Diego after they uh, decided that the pilot was too racist, okay? So, Travis, tell me everything you know about Caveman starting now. Caveman was a sitcom adaptation of the Geico advertising <laughs> campaign about cavemen <laughs> in our modern era. That was then used as like a racial allegory. It's like, you know, it's a show that was trying to be allegory, allegory, whatever. It was trying allegory? to be. It was. <laughs> you're just derailing the whole thing. <laughs> you derailed it yourself, my dude. By saying allegory. allegory. Whatever. It was an allegory about racism, but clearly it didn't work time. because it was literally too racist. That's time. Okay. That's can I time. answer your other thing, which is it probably nope, moved had to, to a city allegory. with fewer black people in it? You had to say allegory. <laughs> and thus you lost any rights in this moment. I want to say people protested it or whatever that worked in the Atlanta 
production or something like that, and that's why it got moved. This is going to be... Of course, Matt would pick a show that was placed on hiatus during the writer's strike, his favorite time. Oh. Right. So you get a, yeah, you get a Grammy, oh, you Jesus get Christ. an Emmy, you get an Independent Spirit Award, you get a CMT <laughs> Award, and you get an Oscar. You, huh? that's a Geico. Yep. you get a Geico. <laughs> yep. That's a Geico. <laughs> What was the E? I mean, sorry. What was the I? Independent Spirit. Independent Award? Spirit. Award. There's, a, there's a film, Independent Spirit Award. I know what the uh, independent. Look, I'm wearing an A24 hat. <laughs> of course, I know what the independent. They're the only people Spirit that are smart enough are. to recognize Adam Sandler as a great actor. That was exactly who I was going to name check as person who could probably get a Geico. <laughs> Sandler probably fucking has a Geico. No, he doesn't have an Oscar. Oh, he doesn't have a country music Uh, award either. Yeah, that wasn't one of the genres he really explored during his musical career. There's still time. Does he have an Emmy? No, but SNL surely won one while he was on it. Adam Sandler list of awards. This is going to be fun. Jack and Jill features the final film performance of Regis Philbin. (laughs) That's a surprise. Good fact. <laughs> I don't think he has you. many. <laughs> Would like, you believe Nick Swartzen is I in that feel film? Like Regis wow. is a guy who played Regis in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But he just a one scene where a character figure. is on Regis and Captain exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're not, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not ending the podcast. I'm not seeing <laughs> Regis film in filmography. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna most say watched like, actor on Letterboxd wrapped is Regis Philbin. This was this was by far the easiest to pick out quotes from. There were approximately. Oh, he 100. was the voice of Mabel, the sister of the ugly stepsisters, that was voiced by Larry King in Shrek the yes. Third. Oh, I was gonna say he's one of the ones in Shrek, but then I was like, wait, that's Larry King. I didn't realize he's also in. in he was in Shrek. Shrek Forever After and Shrek the Third. And of Little Miss Sunshine, Shrek uncredited. On David Letterman, uncredited. Miss Congeniality, Miss Congeniality Two, Armed and Fabulous. Okay. Checks out. He was the ringmaster in Roberto Benigni's Pinocchio, a deeply cursed film. Okay, I'm yeah. just gonna start. I'm just gonna start saying quotes from the show. He did not. The only movies where he didn't play himself were The Bad News Bears Go to Japan, The Emperor's New Clothes, Robert Benigni's Pinocchio, and Shrek Forever, Shrek the Third, and Shrek Forever After. I want you to do something about all this violent crime. Uh, they actually <laughs> used the word ugly. You ever get prostatitis? <laughs> Regis played himself in so many things. Should I stop recording? 